Welcome to the Hopcare Take 5 podcast, where we give you five minutes of healthcare stories from the week because you care about healthcare, but you just don't want to spend too much time learning about it. Some 50% of the country actually consults labels on processed food items before making a purchase. In theory, this is a great thing. Sure, we would like the number to go higher, but for 50% of the country to care about what they're eating, that's a good thing. And presumably, if they care about what they're eating, they are trying to, at least trying to, make healthier choices. And if they are making healthier choices, then products that involve less healthy ingredients will be purchased less, and thus we will move toward a shopping experience where there are an abundance of healthy options. The issue is that many of these labels don't convey enough meaning for the average consumer. Take, for instance, the serving size. These sizes were derived in the 1970s and have not changed since then. That would be totally fine if our eating habits had not changed since then. But they have, and almost everyone eats considerably more than the serving size. And that is just one of many reasons why the FDA is proposing changes to the labeling on food items, beginning with more accurate serving sizes. Another proposed change is separating sugars and added sugars so that consumers have an idea of what's naturally occurring in the food and what's been added there during the processing process. While these changes may be nice and may be useful, we could still certainly go further. What if we really made good ingredients stand out and really push people to make decisions that are healthier for themselves? What if we did something like Great Britain, where red dots were put on a package to indicate that the nutritional value wasn't that good in some of the ingredients? I am quite confident that with radical changes to labels, people could be nudged to make healthier choices. But why should a corporation have to put labels on its food that would dissuade consumers from eating it? Now, this of course assumes that the corporation, the food manufacturer I should say, is doing a proper job of representing what's inside. If there is fraudulent marketing or advertising, that absolutely should be punished and changed. But if Oreos are telling you that there's 40 grams of sugar in here, does it need to put a red label there to, tr <laughs> to urge you to not eat it? Why would a company want to do that? And while yes, it may be good quote-unquote, for society if we ate less Oreos. This is a society of freedom where we can make choices that may not be in our own long-term self-interest. One thing that is in our own long-term self-interest, or at least we've been told, is meditation. It has been constantly pushed on us from TV shows to yoga classes to magazine articles. You've got to be meditating. Your life will be so much better. Is this actually true? In summary, yes, it is true. Studies suggest that the act of meditation or mindfulness, whatever you want to call it, the focusing of the mind reduces the flow of stress-related hormones and calms the body's arousal system. This process has been tied to lower rates of heart disease, depression, insomnia. But as may be the case whenever you hear studies like this, 
yeah, that doesn't do much for me right now. I'm not dying. I'm not close to getting heart disease. I don't really care about that stuff. That's not going to be enough to motivate me to do something right now. I mean, we hear stuff that nobody saves any money, right? Oh, yeah, if you just put away $5,000 now, you'll be a millionaire when you're 80. Yeah, 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 I'm 30 right now. I want to be a millionaire right now. Tell me something that can help me right now. Okay, fine. Meditation improves your mood now today, tomorrow. You wanna to be happier, you wanna feel better, meditate. Easy way to do it is an app called Headspace. Earlier this month, Massachusetts instituted a new law requiring private insurance companies to post prices. These are prices for procedures at hospitals and at specialists and at primary care physicians. So if you've got that insurance, or if you're thinking about getting that insurance, you'll know how much it costs at each of those providers. Huge step, much bigger than the Medicare release. That was government data. This is private company data now out in the open. Hopcare.com.